Hi, I'm Elsa Bayamane, you're listening to Eritrean Society. Inspire more people to interview our guest today is. I'm Elsa Bayamane, I'm here to introduce you my brand, Bahri. Um, I am 33. <laughs> I started off as a model when I was 16. I was actually scouted in Topshop and um, I started modelling as a commercial model. I did that for about 10 years. So before Bahri, I was a model, but then I soon went into um, entrepreneurship where I opened my first salon in Asia Road at 25. I had that for a few years um, and I soon after um, randomly started producing and directing music videos for like Afrobeats and then I got pregnant so I stopped everything I haven't worked for like four or five years before the idea for Bahri came. So 16 um, you, you were scouted up to, to become a model how did you how, how, did, how did you find that lifestyle what was what was that like? Um, <laughs> this is hard because I don't want to discourage aspiring models but was you an aspiring model at the time? Was I wasn't but I, I I was literally just in Topshop shopping. I had like my All Stars on, jeans, like just a, just a normal sixteen-year-old, like just whatever. And the scout <coughs> approached me as on the way out. I remember actually, I was wearing this pink graphic T-shirt of like loads of bees, like really Camden Town looking. And he said, "Do you want to be a model?" And I was like, "What's modelling?" Like I didn't get it. And um, at that time, I was working um, on a clothing store actually in Church Street Market, <coughs> and also as a Saturday girl in a hair salon. So, um, to your question, I, modelling for me, after 10 years of modelling, it's cool, you get to travel the world, you know, it, it brought a lot of, um, inspired a lot of creativity in me for what I'm doing now, but I find it a bit brain-numbing, to be honest. It's just like, I can't sit, stand there and just, like, pose for eight hours. I need to bring ideas to life. I'm, I'm a creative, so modelling is good if that's... You know, but for me personally, I, I can't be a full-time model. I, I need to be more involved in bringing so, ideas to life. <laughs> yeah. So, um, being, being a model at the time, that creative um, mindset, did that kind of inspire you to actually move on to that type of um, industry, the creative kind of industry? Yeah, well... Um, as I said, I was a Saturday girl, so <clears throat> funny enough, as soon as I, my first actual business after modelling was a hair salon in Edgerhead, and then I went into the creative arena with producing and directing music videos. Um, I also had like little projects, say, um, with Eritrea Stop Model. I put together a documentary for aspiring Eritrea models. We put them through like catwalk training, castings, and mentored them, and then I had a finale um, event with Shakarina and Dow at DK, and then had a calendar um, for our 23 independence. So I think after I kind of started, you know, figuring out what I wanted to do, it was easier, but I learned a lot from being on set as a model, definitely. Okay. Um, so from, from modeling, you moved on to, um, sorry. I had my salon <laughs> and then music videos, yeah. but before that I had the Eritrea Stop Model, so I was always kind of involved in our community. Okay. From the experience of becoming a model and having an entrepreneurship, um, what decided you to, to start this Bahri range, this um, 
Okay. You call it a lifestyle, right? Um, yeah, it started off as a beachwear and accessories brand and it's moving on now to a fashion and lifestyle brand. Um, I went on my first baby-free trip, I said this on my first, um, last event actually, um, where I was at Nikki Beach and I was looking for African-inspired swimsuits and all I could find was like West, West African, Moroccan. Then I thought, wait a minute, why, you know, our idiots quite beautiful, isn't it? So it'll be, I, I just, it just came. And I run with it. So, how, how, um, from, so from start to finish, you're at the moment where you are now and where you was before. How, how did that? How did that come together? How did you? How, how difficult was it to, to get to this stage? Really difficult. I, from sketching to developing my first samples was a year and a half. So that creative process, like the sketching, like I see the sewing machine on. Over there. So how how did you like? Where did you learn these these creative process? I didn't. I have ideas, yeah. and I put them to paper, and I try to explain them to professionals. And so it's like trial and error, <laughs> really. Yeah. And how many times did you trial and error? I'm oh sure. my god, a year and a half. Can a you imagine? Half, yeah. Like I've spent most of my startup budget on sampling because yeah. I was very specific. It took me five months just to even find the fabric. I had to fly to Paris for the, the hugest uh, exhibition. Um, uh, Premier, it's called, yeah, Premier Vision, I think it's called. Um, so yeah, it was all trial and error, really. <laughs> no, it's because I've seen this. It's, 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 it's fantastic where you, where you are now. Like, with people need to understand like the trial and error. You know, um, people saying no. Did you get a lot of like people saying no? Oh no. my God, I get it all the time. <laughs> I get it all the time, and it's funny because I posted recently on my Instagram that. Um, Two months ago, I got a, I don't usually get emails to my website. It was it goes directly to my, my Gmail, but it came through the you know the contact box on the website, and it was from Condé Nast. And to think it was British Vogue basically. British Vogue found me and contacted me, and after all these people that have been saying no to me, well, the beast of yeah. publications found me on Instagram. So people can say no, but you just keep going, and then. You know, if, if if you have something somebody wants, they're gonna find you. So so what what motivates you? I mean, you, you get these emails and then finally you get uh, someone that, like you said, a, a beast of a, a fashion industry. Mm. How how did you? Uh, what what was the motivation that kept you going? I'm just really persistent. I I I, I label myself as relentless. I don't give up. If I have an idea, it's gonna come to life, no matter what. So I it's think. just yourself. <laughs> it's just the. Yeah, I get really anxious if I don't complete a task or project. I have to complete it. I don't sleep. <laughs> I don't. What's what's? So what motivates you? What inspires you? What inspires me? It could be with your your branding. It could be like in general, just. What I think just the belief in my ideas. And if and then maybe like my son, I you know I want to taken back home I want to you know I want to have a different chapter in my life so maybe working towards that but that's monetary but just passion wise it's just having an idea that I'm so crazy about that it's gonna have to come to life <laughs> is, there, is there anyone that um, inspires you when you look at fashion or even family or Rihanna is my fashion god yeah I think she's a goat. <laughs> what, 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 what inspires you about her? I, I, just, I mean, I just think it's 
it's crazy how she can pull off any like, genre of fashion. Like she can be cool and street, chic, feminine, like, you know, out of the box. She just pulls off anything. Like I saw a meme recently where it was a model wearing this crazy outfit. I think it was purple with loads of frills and it just looks just crap. And then Rihanna wore it. Like how would Rihanna think that's going to look good? And on her, it just looks different, yeah. So I th yeah, Rihanna, I think is my fashion girl. But I would like to say Tiffany Haddish also inspires me because I saw um, a YouTube interview of her recently and she says she wants to um, uh, develop the film industry back home, like the cinemas, I think, Cinema Roma, was it? Um, so I find that really admirable. And you mentioned um, um, your son. How do, you, how do you deal with the, the work-life balance? Mate, <laughs> I, don't know. I have no idea how I do it. I take him to school, come back, I've got emails, phone calls, I've got meetings, I've got to the studio, it's mad. But, uh, luckily, oh my God, we have to big up my family, Winter, Helen, my sisters and my mum, mum and kid aunt. Honestly, if it wasn't for them, like sometimes I've got to go to meetings and ask Helen to pick him up randomly, and you know, so... I don't know, I feel guilty a lot, if I'm honest, because after school, you know, I'll make his dinner and then I'm back on emails, I'm like, yeah, yeah, do you, whatever you want to do, yeah, yeah, what, you want chocolate? But yeah, <laughs> I'm just literally, like, in the zone, so, but it's so hard. They, 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 they see your vision, they see your creativity, they know who you are, obviously, so they, they, they are also a big inspiration in the sense that they give you, they're, they're big motivation as well as uh, helping you, so with, with the work-life balance, is there... Is, is there, apart from their help, is there a way where, you know, you, you can explain to us how your day-to-day -day, uh, structure is, how, how, how do you deal with it, how do you? Um, I think I'm really crazy with notes. <laughs> like, I have a to-do list every day. I had a to-do list for this. <laughs> like, honestly, like, and I, I, I get a lot of satisfaction from ticking. <laughs> so I always have a to-do list. Every day. <laughs> if, if it's there and it's not on paper, I get really anxious. So I schedule myself with my to-do list, basically. Right. Down to the little list, even if it's one email I need to send, it's there. So I just go through it. So you have a, a to-do list, basically, and you just pick through And it. structure it, yeah. So school hours, I know what I can do. When my son's at school, this is what I can do. When he's in bed, this is what I can do. Weekends, if I can get my family to babysit, you know. Is there anything that you, that you want to talk about on your, your, your personal life through the journey into Bahu? Oh, that's interesting. Um, I've been um, kind of um, wanting to brand myself as a mompreneur. So maybe if I could, I would like to encourage mums, new mums, single mums who, who are entrepreneurial or creative, who want to work for themselves, bring their ideas to life. I would like to encourage them. Why not? Um, do it. Put your pen to paper, get your business models there, brainstorm. As a mother, how would you um, encourage other mothers that, that are doing similar stuff or maybe are thinking of doing something entrepreneurship? Yeah. It's hard because I... Sorry. Yeah. It's hard because I've done everything myself in my one-man band, but I would say if you can, try to work with people, collaborate. You know, don't be nervous or shy to ask someone for help you know, take them out for breakfast meeting, brunch, whatever. Um, but initially have your, what you want to do set 
I create PDFs like there's no tomorrow. Whenever I have an idea, like I sent you guys a treatment for my next video, like I'm, I want people to understand what I'm saying. I can't say it to you on WhatsApp or a phone call. This is what I want to do. Like just make sure you know exactly what you want to do. Read up on marketing, read up on business planning, business models, read up on PR, you know, just have your idea set on paper and then think of what segments, what avenues, who am I sending it to, to get to the end goal. So plenty of research. Oh my god, yeah. It took me five months to find fabric. Mm. So you have to hit it. <laughs> you have to like be really patient and just be prepared. Like life's a wave and you're not gonna have a smooth ride or whatever you do. Okay, so let's let's move on to um, uh, the business side of it. Mm -hmm. um, so we kinda did get into how Bahari started, but if you wanna elaborate on how how did the, the how did that adventure begin? How did you come up with the, the, the whole concept? Because it's, it's such a niche market, it's such a, mm -hmm. just in a sense, the, the naming of it, the brand naming of it. Mm -hmm. how, did, how did this all? It was actually first called Elterbell, London, <laughs> but I changed that. Um, Bahri means the sea, obviously in our language, also in Arabic, I think. Bahri. There's a Bahri bar in Dubai, actually, and a Bahri watch brand in Monaco. But um, so, yes, I was away in uh, at Nikki Beach and I was looking for swimsuits. And I really wanted an African-inspired swimsuit. And I found Ghanaian, Nigerian, Moroccan. And that's when the, it sparked. Imagine having Zuria-inspired swimsuits with the idiot, you know. So, so the, the name, you just, you just called it Bahriya, just It was called Elterboy London. My first business plan was Elterboy London. I got a business loan from Startup Direct. And it was Elterboy London. I changed it later because I just thought it was cool, you know. Bahri means the sea. Mm. It's a beachway brand. Yeah. Um, so, you, you said startup loan. You discussed. It, well, you just you mentioned it. Um, other people watch, like when they're watching this and they they want to know about. Oh, how did you? How did you start this up? How 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 easy was it to start up? And like, don't you know, even think that. If you if you follow Nipsey Hussle, you know, like. His slogan is marathon. Yeah. If you think things are easy, just, just stay out of it. Don't yeah. get involved. There's nothing easy. Yeah. <laughs> a year and a half to develop 19-piece collection, and I'm not a designer by trade. Uh, you know, I'm just a creative. Like, I have no idea about zigzag stitch or, you know, random things that factories say to me. I have no idea. I'm just learning as I go along. Trial and error. But if you think, if you want an easy one, it's all quick, get rich, quick scheme and all that. I, I'm not money driven. I'm not trying to get rich and have a huge. I don't care about all of that. I want to bring my ideas to life. I want to move back home. I want to create jobs for our people. I want to promote our culture. Like, when I get the money, I'll be open orphaned, or, um, orphanages. And do you know what I mean? I'm not. I, I can't think of anything that's, that's, that's easy. Yeah. yeah. With your brand, it's a, it's a, it's a Bahri brand. It's a, it means the sea, um, it's swimwear. Um, with the, the whole branding, do you want to extend it out to different uh, markets or different uh, yeah. product ranges? Well, I've just changed my editorial for Vogue. So my British Vogue feature is going to be throughout three, <coughs> sorry, uh, spring issues. And it started off saying Bahri, Beachwear and Accessories Van. But now it's life, fashion and lifestyle, sorry. So I launched with Bahri Swim, but I definitely want to go into Bahri Out, which is outerwear. But I'm thinking casual, chic, cool things. But definitely, I produce music videos, so I, the lifestyle is events, film, 
I've got this thing called Triple F, so fashion, film, food, <laughs> events. Um, so yeah, I want to branch out. I, I want to be an umbrella of entertainment, fashion, lifestyle, yeah. Quite interesting. I mean, that's it's very innovative as well because you're you're modernizing kind of um, everything and work. Bahri is an innovative brand. Was you inspired by the Eritrean uh, clothing, the the Zoria? Oh my the, god! I love our culture. I love our food. I love our music. I love our clothes. Like um, everything I do is always inspired by Eritrean. Um, culture from my first documentary, Photos on Model, the calendar, um, food, we had a food business. Um, definitely, I, I don't think I, I could do anything that's not inspired by our culture. I don't have any, it doesn't fulfill me if it's not, because I'm so proud, I just love it. <laughs> like, I, I, I listen to, I know when you guys came, I listened to our music. So, but is definitely inspired by Eritrean fashion. Um, I think the only other brand that has um, Eritrean inspired swimsuits, it might be Leah Kabedi. She has weavers in, in Addis Ababa that make um, her dresses, but then she's also got a, a swim range, but it's not actual. Mine has a modern layout to the Idiot, so the Idiot is usually there, but I use jewel studs, but my jewel studs are identical to our worki. And I'm the only person that has these studs. You've modernised the, the traditional Eritrean clothing. To those that don't know what the idiot is, mm -hmm. um, how would you explain it to them? Okay, so I've mod modernised it by using um, embroiderers local in London. So this is an example of um, an idiot that's made by Bahri. Um, I got an inspiration from this pattern, I think online, and I had to draw it, create a vector file, it was whatever. And then I had to, um, I had the embroidery uh, company make it into a choker. Um, it's very difficult to create this on stretch. Obviously I've got somewhere, but an authentic idiot is, I got this from the markets of Addis Ababa. This is a authentic idiot trim. As you can see, it's stunning, it's got, um, uh, like foil, gold foil um, thread, it's really elaborate. Um, but I don't think, I mean, there's, there's quite a few brands on Instagram that have, or online, that have um, patterns or idiots on their fashion pieces, but I think I'm the only one with swimwear that uses an idiot layout with another material. So I use studs. My first collection is called Wergi and the studs are identical to our workies, <laughs> but in gold. <clears throat> what was the difficult thing about building a brand from scratch? Um, I would like to say, if you don't have experience, so I didn't go to fashion school, um, but then I might X that out because I'm a creative, so I, would, I don't need to have the credentials to have an idea that I want to bring to life with or if it's a fashion or whatever. Um, not having experience in that industry. So designing, sampling, you know, cutting and sewing, like creating a swimsuit, especially dealing with stretch fabric is so difficult in London. There's not that many factories or studios that work with stretch fabric. There's different machines, it's just a whole drama. 
Um, so the most difficult thing is not having, as I said earlier, the trial and error. You have to keep trial and erroring, and that costs money. It costs time. It costs grey hairs. <laughs> like I, there's so many late nights I've been on the floor, like just trying to make it happen, you know. Um, but if you believe in it, why give up? So you believe in it? Do you have Do you have a team? Do you have a team where they? I have. I have. I'm working with about nine different suppliers, studios and factories in three different continents. My swimsuit fabric comes from Italy. It's actually made in a mill. It takes about five weeks. My cover-ups come from Hong Kong. Uh, the swimsuits are sewed in London. My studs come from America. My trims come from Addis Ababa. So yeah, I work with a lot of people, um, but they're outsourced. They're, I don't have an in-house team. I'm a one-man band. <laughs> so, um it's Eritrean inspired, you've modernised it. Is there a way that you, you would want the material to, to become like 100% from Eritrea? Oh Eritrean? my God, that's how, my goal. How do you do that? How do you that's my goal. Like my goal is to have made in Asmara on every label. Right now it's Bahri and whatever, made in Hong Kong for, I want made in Asmara. That's what I'm working for. And that's not just for me to be big. That's for me, my satisfaction, satisfaction sorry, would be from knowing that I have a factory creating jobs back home, inspiring other people to move back home. Recently, I was going to say to you guys that um, Ghana created a campaign called The Year of Return. <clears throat> and today, they've had um, over a million Africans in America, African-Americans, relocate back home because of the way Ghana had been promoting it for PR marketing to show them that, you know, what you see there is not, we're not slums, we're not um, primitive. You know, we, we've got skyscrapers, we've got cities, you know, we've got work, you know, we've got an economy. So I would love to be, if, if I could have an ultimate end goal, is my legacy would be to be like one of the first pioneers of inviting or inspiring, sorry, people to move back home to Adina, to Eritrea, and come with your expertise, come with your skills. Let's, let's boost that economy. Let's, who's happy in, in the West? So with that message, um, do you find it difficult? Do you get, do you get like some sort of backlash? Do you get backlash from? Oh my god, <laughs> the backlash I have would have been enough to have made me give up a long time ago. The backlash I've had has been so depressing. It's been so discouraging. It's been so cruel. It's been so like bizarre, <laughs> illogical, actually. I, 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 do you know? I'm going to be honest. <clears throat> I don't dabble with politics. I don't have any knowledge to even dabble with it. I am all about create. Um, sorry, sorry. I'm all about promoting our culture through fashion, through entertainment, through videos, through events, through food. You know, and all the backlash I've got is just trying to stop me from doing any of that because the mindsets that have been sending me the you know, I wouldn't call it hate mail, but you know, the DMs that you get. And that's it's from the, the, the inspiration from, from your actual clothing line, is it, is it just the way you produce your clothing? Is that the type of backlash you're getting from because of the design? I get, I've got backlash from the design because um, they believe that my, it's a dingbat in graphic terms, at the bottom, you know, when you get at the bottom of the zodiac, 
It's a ding back. Four diamonds together, it creates a ding back. But it's, it's a cross. It's, well, I'm, I'm sure I can respect that, but it's not in a disrespectful area. My sister actually said, she's like, just to reply to me, Buzuri, I get a like pembus. Is she gonna swim with Zuria? <laughs> like, like you wear she, and she was like, Zuria got to come with guy like You know, you, you go to weddings and parties and Zuria. What's so? Yeah, I've got backlash for the design. I've got backlash personally with me promoting my stuff. Say, in a festival or you know, with my with the flag. You know, it's just the name Bahri has been criticised. Why are you calling your brand Bahri when we have, you know? I don't want to get negative, but you, you get where I'm going. Yeah. So how do you overcome that? What's your, what's your train of thought? How do you well, it discourages you. Um, for a minute, you're like, oh, oh my God, what on earth? Oh, mate. But after that, you, then when it's a new day, I'm back to my to-do list. You can't stop me. I'm, I know in my heart I'm not doing anything disrespectful. I'm, I'm not doing anything to, you know, I respect our culture. Yeah. So who's, who's your target market? And the international Habesha community. I know some people don't like that term, but Habesha, international, so Europe, UK, obviously, um, North America mainly. Um, I target North America and Europe mostly for ads. Most of my orders actually go uh, randomly go to places like Switzerland and like Seattle. Like I didn't expect that because I thought more London-based folks will be um, because it's beachwear and it's not. You know, we don't have pool parties here and beaches. What type of person should be an entrepreneur? I believe you have to be driven, relentless, extremely focused and um, passionate, obviously. And just believe in that your idea is, you know, it's for whichever market you want to pitch it to. What, what advice would you give to someone starting their own business? Believe, again. <laughs> yeah. And be organised. What advice would you give to someone starting their own business? I would say to be very focused, to believe in your idea. Do some research. If your idea is something that you believe has a market for, then create your stepping stones, your avenues, your segments, how to get it to the people who are potentially interested in it. Refine, refine, research. It's, it's not an easy road. It's a marathon. <laughs> Is your brand an eco-friendly brand? Eritrea was the first country, I believe, to ban plastic bags over 20 years ago. And one of the reasons why I have used eco-sustainable swim fabric, it's come all the way from Italy, it takes five weeks um, to produce in a meal in Italy is because I have been a vegan for seven years. So I'm really concerned about the planet. You know, what world we're leaving for, I'm a mum, for our children, what environment. So my brand is eco-sustainable in the swimsuit sector. Unfortunately, for the cover-ups, these are um, non-natural fabrics, but I would look to um, alter that for the next collection. With, with, with fashion, how do you keep up with trends? Simple, I don't follow trends at all. I'm classic, timeless, I don't follow trends. So with Bahri, what is your core belief? 
My core belief is bringing creativity to life and to use that creativity to embrace, promote our culture and my core belief is to take all of my skills and knowledge back home to develop Mama Eritrea. <laughs> what are your goals for the future? For the future, I, my goal is to take all my production from, at the moment I'm producing from Italy, Hong Kong and London. I want to move all production to get the Made in Asmara stamp. Sorry, the Made in Asmara label. So my goal is to work back home and create jobs. So what's your USP? What's your unique selling point? I'm the first Eritrean-inspired Bricho brand. I believe I'm the first Eritrean fashion and lifestyle brand. So how long did it take to build your collection? It took me just under two years from sketching to developing the first samples for the first collection. And um, it's been, it's reaching a year now actually since the first launch in June. But as I said earlier, I don't follow trends and I also don't follow the, the regular fashion calendar. So my season is not the mainstream season. So usually I have a spring summer, but I just do when I can and when I feel like it's, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a freelancer. How did you build your collection? I built my collection from idea to paper. So I sketched. I'm not a professional illustrator. I don't, you know, I don't have an experience with sketching, but I sketch literally like my logo was sketched on the back of a receipt. And I love my logo. The swimsuits I sketched and then I just got like, you know, I look for mentors or, you know, advice on how to refine the sketches. And um, so from those final sketches, I took them to a factory. Um, I started off with studios, small studios in London, then I was sampling in Hong Kong, like all over the place really, and just went back and forth. Sampling took a long time, choosing the right fabrics, the construction, the thread, it's grueling. <laughs> so yeah, it, it wasn't easy. Um, yeah. So we really love your creativity, your innovation. So the next question is, if Coco Chanel is the fashion, creativity, luxury and liberation of women in fashion, wow. who is Isabel Yamane? Wow. Um, do you know what I love? There's one thing that I love about Chanel is, I, I read a story of how she came about the name for her perfume and literally she had samples that were numbered. So one, two, I don't know, ten or whatever. And she loved the sample that was number five and she ended up calling it Coco Chanel number five. I love the simplest, uh, simplicity of um, that story. So with my, I think I, my legacy for beachwear wise, I'll just, I will be the first Eritrean inspired beachwear brand, swimsuits. Where can we find you? You can find Bahri, Bahri launched online at bahri.shop and Instagram at bahri.shop. And I've done about, in the first six months, I had about 10 pop-ups and events. So usually we do 
pop-ups and events, but I've launched my first actual um, in-house event, which is Bahri Brunch. It's a pop-up and day party concept um, hosted at five-star boutique hotels in London. One day, hopefully, we can you know, go to other um, cities, um, obviously Asmara, but yeah, everything's online right now, all in our pop-ups and events. <laughs> Instagram pages? Instagram is at Bahri Shop. Your website is? Website is shop. Instagram is at Bahri Shop. Bahri spelled B-A-H-R-I. Is there anything you want to tell the people? Um, I love the slogan, FUBU, for us, by us. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.